welcome back to another episode of Uncle Tom Talks with the man, Derek Wilburn. Happy to join you on this lovely Tuesday evening. Going to give you some new, fun information with Mr. Wilburn and a little bit of a different episode today. So without further ado, I introduce you to the Uncle Tom Talks, Derek Wilburn. Welcome, welcome, welcome one and welcome all. This is the Tuesday edition of Uncle Tom Talks. If you didn't notice, we are now airing at 3 p.m. Mountain Time, formerly 4 p.m. Uh, com. who is my host. Uh, they've had some shuffling of the deck. These things happen every now and then. you got to move things around to make everything fit. So the new time slot is 3 p.m. Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure and mark your calendars, tell your friends, most of all, tell your mama. 3 so p.m. Mountain Time. 3 p.m. Mountain Time. 3 p.m. Mountain. Thank you for that. You hear that voice? You know who that is? Who knows who that voice was? Well, I'll tell you who it was. I think. I think that was the two-time heavyweight champion of the world, of the world, Apollo Creed. Now, where am I? Here we go. Today on Uncle Tom Talks, so I'm going to mix it up a little bit on Uncle Tom Talks. So the way the show normally goes is I have a topic picked up. We've queued up uh, a piece of video that I found on the Internet or whatever. We'll talk about whatever we're going to talk about. And then the show ends. The show closes with real fake headlines. And if you've been watching for any amount of time, you've seen real fake headlines, you know what it is. It's a lot of fun. So what I decided to do, somebody actually told me this. So what happens is I do real fake headlines last. But if during the course of the show I run long, which happens all the time because I'm long-winded, I'm one of these people that if it could be said with five words, say it with 50, and real fake headlines gets pushed off the edge of the cliff, right? We don't get to it. So I decided what we're going to do today is a complete episode of real fake headlines. So I'm going to test you people, see if you can pick out the real one versus the fake one. And we're going to do a whole episode of real fake headlines. Um, There's all sorts of news. I mean, the breaking news in this country, you can't keep up with all the Biden brain farts. You just can't keep up. I mean, every day uh, it's something new. I just saw something on my MeWe feed a, a few minutes ago about what he said about Russia today that was completely out of touch with reality. Uh, that 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 ship has sailed. Beaten up on Biden for his so-called gaffes, and they aren't gaffes. He's senile. Uh, beating up on him for that is just um, it's low-hanging fruit. There's no point in doing it anymore. Everyone knows. Even if you like him, uh, everyone knows. Dinesh D'Souza's movie, uh, 2,000 Mules, exposing some of the things that happened in the 2020 elections is is hot on the press. That's breaking news of the day. I have tickets to see it tomorrow, so I can't really talk about it on Uncle Tom Talks today because I haven't seen it yet, but you're getting that all over the web. And, of course, the breaking news of the day is the Supreme Court leak, leaking the what appears to be the fact that the Supreme Court is prepared to overturn Roe. Um, and that's everywhere. I mean, that's literally every show on TV, on the Internet, on the radio. That's all everyone is talking about. You don't need to come here to hear my take on it. You've got your own and you've heard everyone's all day. So I decided rather than analyze news of the day, Ukraine, 
Hunter Biden, this Hunter Biden, the depth of corruption with this guy, it's almost unbelievable. And I say almost, uh, it's it's incredible, uh, the stuff this guy's. Uh, so we could rehash all that stuff or we could have a little fun. So I decided we're going to have a little fun. And today we are going to do a full episode of real fake headlines. Here's how this goes. Is it real or is it fake? Normally real fake headlines, I give you, normally I give you four headlines. Of the four, one is fake and all you have to do is figure out which one it is. Well today, since it's going to be the entire episode, I've doubled that number. We're going to do eight headlines today. And of the eight, only one is fake. So you people are really going to have to be on your game. If you're watching this live, uh, you're not tuning in after the fact or listening on a five, three or four days from now or whatever. If you're watching live, you're going to be on your game. What I would suggest you do is when you hear or see the one that you think is the fake, write the number down so you don't forget this is going to be a lot of information so if you've never played before it's very simple i'm going to read you eight headlines eight of the eight seven are real seven are real headlines that came from the internet somewhere in the last most of these are with week them within the last 48 hours seven are real and one of them is a fake when you think you know the fake headline, however you're interacting with the podcast right now, uh, whether you're watching it live on conservative-daily.com, uh, wherever, you're on DLive, you're on Twitch, wherever you are, there's a chat function. Open up the chat, and when you think you know the fake, put the number, one through eight, put the number in the chat, the heavyweight champion, is monitoring the chat. I can't see it, but he can. He will inform me how the votes are coming. And if you guess correctly, if you correctly identify the fake headline today, there's a tremendous prize. If you correctly, correctly identify the fake headline, Uncle Tom Talks, this podcast, courtesy of conservative-daily.com, is going to make all your dreams come true. That's the cat. That's the prize today. All your dreams will come true. How could you? How could you possibly? Only Solomon was wise enough to pray for something better than that. Get it right. Your dreams will all come true. So here we go. That's the setup. Eight headlines. One is fake. When you think you know the fake, put it in the chat dialogue. And the producer of this show will keep an eye on that and let me know if we have any winners. So the first one we're going to do. Um, I just want to clarify real quick. We, we got seven, right? No, we got eight. Do we? The one, two, three, four, five, six. We got seven. Oh, look, see the way I numbered them? You see how they're numbered, Creed? One, two, three, four, five, six, eight. Yes, sir. <laughs> I, <laughs> I skipped seven. Okay, I lied to you people. There's going to be seven headlines. One of them is a fake. 
And uh, Creed, we'll do them in order. So we're going to do them top down. So let's put headline number one on screen. Here we go. This gaming sensation is sweeping the internet, by the way. Everyone wants to play real fake headlines. Candace Taylor. If you don't know who Candace Taylor is, there is a primary race in the state of, uh, of uh, Kansas for the office of governor. No, I'm sorry, Georgia. Georgia. She is a candidate for the office of governor challenging the Republican incumbent. And she said, or did she say, we have a fraudulent pedophile in the White House. So Candace Taylor, candidate for Republican, for Republican candidate for governor in Georgia, quote, we have a fraudulent pedophile in the White House. Kind of a risky thing to say. Headline number two. Headline number two. Russian oligarch with close ties to Putin met with Hunter Biden in Moscow over potential investment deal before meeting twice more in New York and in D.C. So is Hunter Biden and his ties to Russia and his corruption, does it really go that far that he's meeting? You know, Biden loves to talk about these oligarchs and how we're going to take their yachts away and you know, he's big on talking about the oligarchs. Well, did one of them meet with his son in Moscow, D.C., and New York? Does that seem believable to you? Headline number three. Oregon. Oregon implements Menstrual Dignity Act. Oregon implements the Menstrual Dignity Act. Headline number Four, teleprompter breaks and Biden forgets he forgot what he didn't forget. That's almost, <laughs> you almost can't follow that. So his teleprompter breaks, he, Biden forgets he forgot what he didn't forget. In a backwards, twisted, logical kind of way, that actually makes some sense. At least if you're able to read it through the mind of Joe Biden. Headline number five. United States Postal Service, USPS, suspends service in Santa, Monica, in Santa Monica neighborhood due to assaults and threats. So our male men, male women, are getting beaten up on the streets of L.A., so they had to pull the plug in Santa Monica. Number six, the Secret Service class, quote, records of who visits Biden in Delaware. So Joe Biden, when he leaves the White House, he typically oftentimes goes to his Delaware home, estate, whatever it is. And does the Secret Service, who keeps the president safe, have no records of who's coming and going? And headline number seven. Ohio State University student says black people are superior. OSU student says black people are superior. Okay, so there's our seven headlines. I'm going to give them to you again, rapid fire. We'll go through them one more time. If you think you know the fake, open up your chat, put that number, one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven. And if you get it right, conservative-daily.com will make all your dreams come true. Guaranteed. We're going to get a deal like that. Okay, that's, that's better than if you go on the prices right.
and win the new car. Okay, this is all your dreams coming true, all of them. All right, one more time through the lineup. Let's put up headline number one. Headline number one, Candace Taylor, quote, we have a fraudulent pedophile in the White House, end quote. Headline number two, Russian oligarch with close ties to Putin met with Hunter Biden in Moscow over potential investment deal before meeting twice more in New York and in D.C. Headline number three. If you think this is the fake, put three in the chat. Oregon implements Menstrual Dignity Act. Headline number four. The teleprompter broke and Biden forgets what he forgot. He And Biden forgets he forgot what he didn't forget. <laughs> Headline number five. USPS suspends service in Santa Monica neighborhood due to assaults and threats. Headline number six. The U.S. Secret Service claims it has no records of who visits Biden in Delaware. No idea. And headline number seven, OSU student, that's Ohio State University, not Oklahoma State, OSU student says black people are superior. Okay, there you go. Headlines one through seven. Pick one, get it right, prepare for your dreams to come true. Uh, I'm going to give you six more seconds. Five, four, three, two, one. Captain Producer, do we have voters? We do have a couple of voters. One, one said all, <laughs> which I thought was funny. <laughs> well, somebody thinks all the seven of them are fake? Well, they, they, <laughs> they do sound as if they are. Uh, we got a couple of sixes. All right. Which is six? Uh, Secret Service. Okay. All right. So just a handful of votes. Okay. Well, let's begin the reveal. Um, three, two, one. Is that where we stand? Are all the money is on six right now? As of right now, yes, sir. Okay. If you want to vote late, vote late. One, two, three, four, five, six, or seven. All right. Here we go. Here comes the reveal. So let's put headline number one on screen for everyone to read it one more time. Candace Taylor, we have a fraudulent pedophile in the White House. That takes some cojones to say something like that when you're running for office. Image number one. This is pulled off of a Twitter feed, and this is absolutely the truth. During a debate with what some call Georgia's current rhino governor, I don't live in Georgia, I don't pay much attention to go Georgia, I really don't know if he's a, a, a rhino or not, um, a lot of people seem to think so, and one of those people is Candace Taylor. In a debate, I believe this was two nights ago, uh, or it was over the weekend, recently, she said this, let's go with cut number two. 2020, totally, 100%. Donald Trump won. He won. 
We have a fraudulent pedophile in the White House because Governor Kemp failed. He can say he didn't have the right to call a special session. The Constitution's clear. He not only had a right, he had an obligation. It's clear in the Constitution. He chose not to do it. And why? Maybe it's because he wouldn't renounce the CCP a while ago. I don't know. I'm not him. But I'm telling you, the people of Georgia have had enough. That is why I'm on this stage, and that is why I'm going to win, because the people have had we yeah. had her on. Bring she's, it, girl. She, she's awesome. She's awesome. Bring it on, girl. Bring it on. We have we have a fraudulent pedophile. And, you know, a lot has been made in conservative circles, and rightfully so, about Joe Biden's penchant for sniffing young girls' hair and he gets his handsiness. I mean, caught on camera, pinching a little girl's nipple and squeezing buttocks. Uh, pedophile. I don't know, that might be a little strong, but there's two camps on the Republican side, in my opinion. Number Camp number one is go along to get along. We need to soften our approach. We need to not be so out there in your face with right-wing issues uh, and, and, and attract the centrists, all right? Attract the, the mushy middle that could go either way. And then the other camp is screw that, hit them in the teeth. Get right up there and say it the way that it is. If you think the president is an illegitimate pedophile, call him that. Don't give these people an inch. Take it to them. Put it right in their face. And if they don't like it, too bad. And if you don't like it, don't vote for me. She clearly is from the latter. And some people think that's a breath of fresh air. That's what we need is a little more candor, a little more people like, like Lauren Boebert, who's willing to just stand in the gap and say what she thinks. And some Republicans think she just needs to shut up and sit down because she's making matters worse. Where you fall uh, on that is, of course, up to you. But that headline was real. Let's put up headline number two. Headline number two. Russian oligarch with close ties to Putin met with Hunter Biden in Moscow over potential investment deal before twice, before twice in New York and in DC. This headline, which a lot of people would like to think is fake. I just did something that sucked the bandwidth. I know that you guys just lost me for a minute. Uh, I read the headline, this headline, which a lot of people think would like to believe, would like to hope, would like to think is fake. This headline goes along with image number three. This is real, and I want to read the bullet points to you. However, I don't have tremendous bandwidth capacity in my home studio, and pages on the UK Daily Mail, which is where this comes from, have a lot of embedded video and stuff, and they just suck down my bandwidth. So if I open this in another window and try to read it, uh, the picture will pixelate, and what just happened will happen again. But the bottom line is, Hunter Biden, between China and Ukraine, and Russia, and crack cocaine, and hookers, and everything else. This man is a rolling train wreck. He is a rolling, slow-motion train wreck who is corrupt to the core, and Democrats are doing all of their power to cover for him. And I don't think they're going to be able to do it for much longer. Uh, th this stuff is, this isn't treasonous, but the Biden family, 
Trump once said, or Don Trump Jr., I believe, said, when my president, when my father became president, his children got out of international business. When Joe Biden got into politics, became vice president, became president, his children got in to international business. And that's true. Hunter Biden paid $83,000 a month for a seat on the board of directors of a Ukrainian oil company when he has no experience, had no experience in petroleum or in the industry at all, none. How many companies pay somebody $83,000 a year who have no experience, let alone $83,000 a month? It's clearly because of who his father was. We all know who the big guy is. Joe Biden's brother, with no experience in real estate development whatsoever, goes to work a year after the after Obama and Biden are in office, goes to work for a building company, a, a, a land developer, a home builder. And that company secures a multi-billion dollar government contract to rebuild rubbled buildings, residences, houses in Iraq. And his brother makes millions. I mean, all these things, and this Hunter Biden dude, he's meeting with these Russians and doing business deals, most of it flying around the world on Air Force Two, flying around the world on our dime to enrich himself and his father. And it's all coming to light, although very slowly, because, of course, the mainstream press won't touch it. But do you remember last year, the New York Post broke the story on Hunter Biden's laptop, on which he had all kinds of stuff, a lot more than just passed out pictures with crack pipe in his mouth. He had all kinds of stuff. And Twitter closed the New York Post Twitter account and locked the New York Post out of its Twitter account for one week prior to the election. Remember that? Because this Hunter Biden was such a rolling train wreck that Twitter locked the fourth largest newspaper in America out of its own account. So it couldn't continue bringing the truth to the people. What else do you need to know about the, the Twitter? Well, we'll see. You know what would be funny? Now that Musk is in the, in the chair at Twitter, so Musk tweeted, uh, apparently, I don't want to, I'm not on Twitter. I got off. Apparently AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, tweeted something that Musk went off on a rant. And he tweeted back something like, stop hitting on me or something like that. Wouldn't it be interesting if Twitter just blocked her account for a few months? Said, you know what? You're no longer talking on our platform and just blocked her, did to her the exact same thing Twitter's been doing to us for five, six, ten years. Be interesting to see how that went down. Regardless, headline number two was real. Headline number three. Let's put it on screen. Oregon implements Menstrual Dignity Act. This headline corresponds with image I-4. This corresponds with image I-4. There it is. This is real. This is remarkable. A new program is part of a statewide campaign to support youths suffering from gender dysphoria and to reduce the stigma around menstruation. Under House Bill 3294, 
Public schools in Oregon are required to provide tampons and sanitary pads to students for free in at least two student bathrooms during the 21-22 school year. This applies to high schools, junior high schools, and uh, I can't find the verbiage here. Available in every student bathroom and in every public school. But okay, ultimately, the state wants menstrual products to be available in every student bathroom in every public school by 2023. 2023, of course, is just next year. Can you imagine being a fifth grade boy, a fifth grader, fourth grader, and going to the bathroom and seeing a tampon distribution device there? Or can you imagine being a fifth grade boy, going to the bathroom, finding a tampon distribution device device there and seeing someone use it. This, this defies description. Um, I'm not even going to comment on it now. It, it's, it's, this is for another show. I'm just doing the headlines now, but uh, I'm not going to do it. It's just incredible. It's just incredible. First of all, what tampons for free? Why is it my responsibility to pay for your tampons? Okay, I mean, why don't we have condoms for free in the same bathroom? You know, this socialistic point of view, let's set aside the morality of, and the human sexuality portion of the discussion and just talk about the socialistic portion of it where everyone has to pay for everyone's everything. So now it is all the taxpayers in the school district who are responsible to pay for the feminine hygiene products of everybody else in the school district. Somehow that becomes my risk to pay for that. Headline number, what are we up to? Four, teleprompter breaks and Biden forgets he forgot when he didn't forget. Does that sound like the onion? Does that sound like the Babylon B? Or does that sound like image F3? Image F3. Image F3. That is not image F3. That is not image F3. That is, man, F3. F. F is in fake. All right, forget it. That's the fake. My producer blew it. He's supposed to put up the big splash that says this is the, or now, now that you've revealed all the other ones, so Joe Biden, forgetting that he forgot what he didn't forget, uh, that's the fake. I figured I could get you with that one because anything having to do with Joe Biden forgetting things is instantly believable by anybody because Joe Biden can't remember who Joe Biden is half the time. All right, moving along. Image number five, or excuse me, headline number five. Headline number five. USPS suspends service in Santa Monica neighborhood due to assaults and threats goes with image five. That works, image five, headline five. There it is. 
Santa Monica, if you do not know, is the inner portion of Los Angeles, right down by the beach, the Santa Monica Pier, uh, where all the movies get shot and everything else. Uh, so now, you know, Los Angeles and California in general, but especially Los Angeles, has stopped arresting people, uh, has, has no longer enforces uh, larceny laws. Uh, assault is, I mean, the homeless problem there is so out of control that they can barely even keep up with all the assaults, let alone arrest and, and book everybody and send people to jail for doing it. So now um, people are assaulting letter carriers walking down the street. Let's do the local, the local uh, I think this is ABC affiliate. I'm not sure. We'll see in a minute. But we sampled a, a story from the local news affiliate, which is cut number six. Yeah, well, because of a strange series of assaults on postal workers, the Postal Service says it suspended mail delivery to this neighborhood here in Santa Monica to, as they put it, protect their workers. Mail is supposed to come no matter what. And although the postman's motto, neither rain nor snow, nor sleet nor hail, shall keep the postmen from their appointed rounds, is usually true, attacks against postal workers in January, February, and two weeks ago have changed that here in the 1300 block of 14th Street in Santa Monica. The USPS posted a notice on mailboxes alerting residents of multiple incidents in which their postal workers were threatened. A police report after the January 19th incident states it was committed by a subject who lived in the area and is known to our officers and also to the mail carrier he attacked. The victim sustained a minor injury to his arm and did not require medical attention. You talked to him on Saturday? On, on Friday. You talked to him on Friday? Afternoon, yeah. Tara Bargioni says she talked with one of the assaulted postal workers. What did he tell you about what happened? Just that there was somebody that had been at that property that had been, you know, verbally harassing and, you know, kind of coming after him with an object. In the January incident, authorities say a broomstick was the object in that case for the 200 or so who are affected. And I'm disappointed because I pay a lot of money in taxes like everyone else here. It kind of sucks. I feel like they, the, the Postal Service could have taken care of it rather than just cutting off, like, you know, our mail. It's really frustrating because the mailbox that we have to go to retrieve our mail is not easy to park at, not easy to get in and out of. But she worries for the postal workers and like so many others here. Have a good one. A good day will be when they get their mail delivery service back. The Postal Service says mail delivery service will return to this neighborhood. They just say they don't know exactly when yet. In Santa Monica, Hal Eisner, Fox 11 News. Marla, Christine, back to you. Uh, uh, it, it's going to be a while. So in inner city, uh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, all around the country, we've got all kinds of problems. Um, I mean, Walgreens and CVS pharmacies, the, the, the two biggest uh, pharmacy pharmaceutical outlet stores in the country, are pulling out of these neighborhoods left and right. They're closing all their stores. They don't have a choice. They can't make any money because the city doesn't enforce larceny. People are walking in, stealing what they want out, so they're losing money. They guarantee the safety of their employees. The employees cannot stop the people who are stealing. The employees, they're getting robbed. I mean, they've got all kinds of problems. So the people who live in these neighborhoods who are dependent upon uh, uh, prescription medications, prescription drugs, they used to just walk down to the Walgreens to get their drugs. Well, the Walgreens is closed. So they're, they're running out of places, you know, that, where are they going to, where are they going to get their stuff? Uh, and now they're running out the postal services. I mean, the Democrats are just destroying the inside of these cities, just literally destroying it. And I say the Democrats because that's all there is. 
That's all there is. You've heard me discuss this on other Uncle Tom talks if you've been following for a while. The short version is simple. There are no Republicans representing any of our nation's largest metropolitan urban centers. None. Literally none. Not one or two. Zero. Chicago has a 50-member city council, 50 Democrats, zero Republicans. Los Angeles has a 15-member city council, 15 Democrats, zero Republicans. San Francisco has an 11-member city council, 11 Democrats, zero Republicans. Detroit has a nine-member city council. Today, that's nine Democrats, zero Republicans. St. Louis has a 28-member city council, 28 Democrats, zero Republicans. Baltimore has a 15-member city council, 15 Democrats, zero Republicans. New Orleans has a seven-member city council. Today, there are seven Democrats and zero Republicans. And I could keep going. They're all the same. Milwaukee, Atlanta, Denver, Seattle. There's no change in any of them. And they all have had Democrat, liberal Democrat mayors for the last five or six decades on top of that. And all their state representatives, House and Senates, are all Democrats. And all their House representatives at the federal level are all Democrats. It isn't that conservatives or Republicans just don't have much of a say. Their numbers are too small to influence policy, what have you. They don't exist. Literally, just, there aren't any. So all that you're seeing from Walgreens closing and leaving the community to criminals roaming the streets at all hours of the night and day, smashing car windows and taking what they want and not being arrested for it, to letter carriers being assaulted on the street, is all happening under direct Democrat rule as a result of years and decades of Democrat policy implementation with no Republican intervention whatsoever. That's what they're done to these cities. Headline number six. Headline number six, Secret Service. The Secret Service claims it has no records who visits Biden in Delaware. Okay, so now you know that this is real. This is image number seven. Image number seven. The Secret Service says it just doesn't know. The U.S. Secret Service has dubiously, has dubiously claimed to the Post that it has no records of visitors to President Biden's two Delaware residences and therefore cannot divulge that information in response to Freedom of Information Act requests. So Biden has his residence in Wilmington and Rehoboth Beach. I don't know how to pronounce it, Rehoboth Beach. On about one quarter of all days during his first year in office. So about one quarter of his days in office, he was at one of those two places. But little is known about who stopped by for official meetings or less formal lobbying efforts, such as by members of his family and their associates. The Post sought more than one year of visitor logs, including for Biden's first year in office. But Secret Service, Secret Service Freedom of Information Act officer Kevin Tyrell wrote in a response dated Monday that the Secret Service FOIA office searched all program offices that were likely to contain potentially responsive records and no records were located, close quote. So this whole Hunter Biden thing and I mean, all this stuff, is there's so much secrecy shrouding this deal. It is just remarkable. 
And that leaves us headline number seven, the last one. Ohio State University student says, black people are superior. This, of course, is true. This is image number eight. And there we go for PJ Media, although it can be found in other places. This individual presenting resolution to condemn all anti-critical race theory legislation. This individual said, let me pull up his exact quote from The Lantern, which is the OSU, the actual newspaper. While presenting a resolution to condemn all critical race theory legislation, John Fuller, a third year in human development and family science major, said he believes that, quote, black people are superior, close quote. Prior to the statement, Fuller said white people learn through lived experiences that they are inherently superior, and black people are not taught in schools that they are superior. Quote, I would absolutely love to live in a world where black people were taught that they are superior. I would love it because I full-heartedly believe that. Close quote. So he full-heartedly believes that black people are superior and he is not going to be expelled, suspended, or run out of town, kicked out of school. Imagine for the moment if he had said white people are superior. Just imagine that. He'd be suspended, he'd be expelled from that school before noon the very next day. Here's what this Fuller character needs to do. He needs to get on a plane or a train or a bus, get down to our southern border, get down to the Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California border, and tell all those people risking their lives, doing everything they can to get into this country, that they need to instead try to get into some African countries because blacks are inherently superior. Instead of trying to get into the United States, which is a majority white country, they need to be trying to get into Somalia, Nigeria, Congo. They need to be trying to get into those countries because blacks are superior. This has been Uncle Tom Talks. This is the Tuesday edition. Remember, Uncle Tom Talks now airs at 3 o'clock, at 3 o'clock Mountain Time on a number of places. Uh, you can get us at conservative-daily.com. You should be a subscriber there even if you aren't watching Uncle Tom Talks there. You can catch us on Rumble. Uh, after the fact, Uncle Tom Talks, same with DLive, same with Twitch uh, or Telegram, t.me slash Uncle Tom Talks. Hit us up. Uh, you can get these archived on Spotify, wherever you catch Uncle Tom Talks, whenever you catch Uncle Tom Talks. Leave a positive review. That's the key to getting traction in this space. And as always, text FREEDOM to 89517. 89-5-17. Text FREEDOM and you'll get live updates right on your phone so you never miss another episode or version or installment of real fake headlines again. I'm Derek Weber signing off. See you next time. Thank you guys for joining Uncle Tom Talks with us with Derek Wilburn. We will be live 
every Tuesday and Thursday at 3 p.m. Mountain Time, 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, every now and then we have a little bit of a thing, but that is our normal time. So thank you guys again for joining us. Love doing the show. Loving to have Uncle Tom on. So God bless and we'll see you soon.